This is a HeadGum Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Magic Spoon. Uh, so I got a box of four different Magic Spoon cereals in the mail this week. Cocoa, Fruity, Frosted, and Blueberry. And it was uh, the highlight of my week. When I was a child, I was only allowed to eat nice cereal on the weekends because in those days, they hadn't figured out how to make cereal both nice and healthy yet. Uh, so the past few days, I've been able to defy my parents and delight my child at the same time just by eating Magic Spoon's amazing frosted flavor, which reminds me of the only two days out of every week that I was ever truly happy as a boy. Um, now, it doesn't say this in the copy here, uh, which is honestly a little bit irresponsible, um, but in the interest of safety, I do want to just kind of spell out for everyone uh, that you shouldn't just open every box you come across just because sometimes there's nice cereal inside. Uh, for instance, the Lament configuration is also a box you can find. Uh, based on the very few Hellraiser movies I've seen, sometimes you have to spend a lifetime looking for it, but sometimes it's just hidden in the floorboards of your attic. And if you carelessly open that box, you will be introduced to a world of pleasure and pain beyond anything the human mind can imagine. Um, so I want to be really clear here. If you're certain that what you have is a magic spoon delivery box, do open that. It tastes amazing, it's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. Uh, but if you think there's any chance at all that the box you have might be the Lament configuration from Hellraiser, don't open that. It doesn't taste like anything, and usually Pinhead and an army of ill-begotten abominations called Cenobites will come out of it and pull you into a labyrinthine dimension of torment and agony. Go to magicspoon.com slash babysitters to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code babysitters at checkout to get free shipping. Magic Spoon is so confident in their product that it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money. No questions asked. That's magicspoon.com slash babysitters and use the code babysitters for free shipping. Uh, we want to thank Magic Spoon for sponsoring the podcast. And again, just so it's absolutely crystal clear delicious boxes of breakfast food that will take you back to your childhood yes diabolical puzzle boxes that will open a portal to an army of extra-dimensional beings who will mercilessly flay your flesh no be safe out there hello this is the ibm supercomputer deep blue when I am not busy defeating Gary Kasparov in the game of chess, I work part-time as Tanner's answering machine. Please leave a message for Tanner at the tone. Hey, Tanner. You better chiggity check yourself before you riggity wreck yourself. Everybody knows, everybody knows that it's you writing Big Bad Voodoo Daddy is so fat in snot. In your own snot on the bathroom walls, and this is uh, this is a public service announcement for you. Anyway, while I have you, um, Sunny Winslow's mom is really sick. She's like, she's really sick, and Sunny and Dawn are like in this big fight. I don't even know what it's about. Like they're like really mad at each other. I'm starting to wonder whether Dawn even has any friends. You know, like she and Maggie are are like. They, like, hang out, and, like, Amalia and Ducky, they, like, hang out, but, like, Maggie never opens up to her, and I don't even know if, like, Jill, you know Jill Henderson? She's, like, back in the picture, and, like, Dawn and Jill have been talking a little bit, but it seems super awkward. 
Um, anyway, Dawn is super preoccupied because her stepmom is having this baby. Did have this baby. Had this baby. The baby got had. It's called um, Elizabeth Grace, which is actually kind of sad because Elizabeth is the same name as um, Sonny's mom. And I didn't put that together initially, but... Uh, it kind of feels like Dawn just really wants to patch it up with Sunny, but um, Sunny's like hanging out with all these Cro-Mags, and I don't know, there's a new baby, and I'm worried about Mrs. Winslow, um, and I don't know, it's like, Big Bad Voodoo Daddy is not cool, and it's also not cool to like put your own snot on the bathroom wall and like you're the only person who likes Big Bad Voodoo Daddy, so everybody knows it's you. Anyway, call me back. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. What are you singing? I was just humming to myself while I was waiting for you to get on the mic. Okay, and I'm here. And what can I do for you? Nothing. Nothing, man. Okay. Um, hello. What are you... And would you like to tell me what you're humming? Because every time I try to get something going, you do... I just like... I'm just sitting here. I'm just killing time, man. I was waiting for you. Like, you said you had a call to make and you left the room. Okay. And it and was then, you that I called, and you didn't pick up. And then now, so recording what? a podcast. Okay, and I, my phone is in airplane mode. Okay, <laughs> or else it does this to the audio. Yeah, that does happen sometimes. Okay, I'm here, so you don't need to sing anymore. Okay. Okay. What's up? What's up? No. I forgot well, we did that. No, I we don't the like the 90s do sort of themed episodes of this show, The Babysitter's Club, California Diaries. Yeah. Club. What's that? I have to say it. What's I do that? have to say it. Um, but, uh, what's up and hello and it's me, Tanner, and how are you? I'm confused. Okay. Mostly. Yeah? Yeah. Would you like to speak to that? Yeah. I guess okay. the thing that... I think I live with a lot of confusion, to be honest. Um, okay. I think I lack some sort of like social awareness or intelligence to to not not be confused. Okay. But I guess in this one instance, the thing mm. that's sort of spiking my confusion, yeah, is when you said it's me, Tanner. I said it's me, comma Tanner. Because your name is Jack, and I'm actually okay. Tanner. And I said it's me, comma. Tanner. You didn't say the comma. Okay. Well, now- and you didn't leave a pause. You said it's me, Tanner. <laughs> okay. 
And actually, I'm Tanner. Okay. And you're Jack Shepard, and this is the Babysitter's Club Club. Okay. And it's a California Number Diaries. seven. Seven. And this week we read a novel that was called California Diaries Number Seven Dawn Diary Two Inside. Out. Inside, full stop. What's the third one? What's the third one? Out, full stop. But it's one? just two What's this What's the third word? What's the third word? It's just two. Technically, dawn is a word. Dawn is a word. Yeah. An English word. It's yeah. It's like the daybreak. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's dawn inside out? I think it's- That would be scary, actually. Yeah, that's terrifying to think about. Um, so you think it's just inside? I think out. it's inside out. Okay, and then this, I suppose we could just say, just get right into it. It's our hit segment, What's on Your yeah. Tombstone. And it's actually, uh, what words would be on your diary? These words are written on my diary. We then you will know what drives me. If you ever want to look inside me. Yeah, and what's on your tombstone? Yeah, um, great. And it's a pizza commercial from the '90s where yes. someone was usually being executed, and the executioner would say, "What's on your tombstone?" Right, and then they say their diary words, and they would say like, "Oh, pepperoni." It's like John Cleese, and he's like. Pepperoni pizza, my good man. Okay. And the guy's like, Bo? Yeah, okay. Because he thinks he means pizza, but he actually means like, I'm going to kill you. Right. Thanks for explaining that one. Yeah. Um, and, and, that, and it's similar because it's like, what's on our tombstone? It's, it's going to be like some words that fall into a certain sort of lexicon rule. Yes, I would say it's different in that I don't want to quibble too much about this. I would say it's different in that it's not pizza <laughs> Let's toppings. Let's talk about it. Okay. I do I actually do want to talk about it quite okay. a bit. Okay. What what is what do you think is different about it? <laughs> okay, here's what I think is different about it. It it's, sounds like you're barring pizza toppings, which it, I think is a mistake because what if that is the direction we want to go. What if a pizza topping does describe my day most accurately? You know, it's like I don't want to. I don't want to take anything off the table. A, a pizza topping answer would be sufficient, but not necessary to satisfy this particular rhetorical clause. Could be. Yes, and that is what I've said. What's on your tombstone? A pizza topping is both necessary and sufficient to satisfy the condition. Actually, it's not. If okay. you think about it, okay. Because and that's it. And the, the, you fall into the same trap as the executioner. Okay. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because what the executioner means is like, what words do you want on your right. tombstone? Okay. Your grave marker. So I'm. Let's just keep it to the executioner here. All right. I see it. But the, the segment is called "What's on Your Diary," and we did already play the song. And it's what's. <laughs> can we at least agree that it's what? It's where we say what would be on our diary. Can I ask a question about the okay, song? Okay, yeah. Is that Santana? No. <laughs> That's not Santana playing the guitar? No. That like twangy guitar? No, it's not Santana. Huh. Okay. I could have sworn it was Santana. It's just, yeah, okay. It's not Santana. It's got the Santana sort of flair to it, you know? It's not Santana. 
They wouldn't okay. have written a song about this book, yeah. about these books. Um, what we do like to do is say what would be on our diary. What's on Dawn's diary this time? What was on her first diary? Let's remember. It was... Uh, now we can talk about this because we're so deep in it now, aren't we? Oh, wait. My fucking things don't have the words. On her first diary, Dawn said, friends changes together alone. And now what she's saying is inside out. She's saying inside out. And so what do we say? For ours, how do we get to where Dawn got? Because she got a good thing on Give her. Give me diary. the part of speech that inside is. Well, it could be an adverb, it could be a preposition, it could be an adjective, kind of depending on how you use it. Dawn is how is Dawn using it? She's saying inside, inside, out. So it's ah, she's leaving us a lot of. What does she mean by inside? Does she mean like because it's a full sentence? Inside, period. Inside, out. And I don't even know how those words relate to each other. Inside, because so um, Carol is in confinement. They locked her up. They chained her to the bed. Oh, and you know who else is? Who? Elizabeth Grace. Elizabeth Grace, the baby, is inside and it's and is coming out. She's confined. A- and you know who else is? Is uh, uh, Elizabeth Betsy Winslow who is inside the hospital and her light is about to go out, if I may say And so. I think yeah. we can assume, too, yeah. that Elizabeth... Betsy Winslow? No. Elizabeth Grace? I'm Elizabeth so far removed Thomas? From Elizabeth Thomas. Elizabeth Thomas. Yeah. I'm so far removed from yeah. them that I couldn't literally couldn't remember her, her last name. Yeah. Elizabeth Thomas Brewer yeah. is somehow kind of caught up in this. Oh, well. almost certainly, yeah. Right? Yes. So... What were we saying? Inside out. Inside and out. Elizabeth Thomas Brewer is inside Connecticut. That's right. And out of these books. Yes. Wow. And that's right. Okay. So this is more powerful than I thought. And Jeannie yeah. really. Oh, and, uh, okay. Yep. Elizabeth Warren is inside our hearts and outside of the presidential race. Yeah. <laughs> So she sort of got caught up in this, too. She got caught up in it, too, and that's not our fault. And we, you signed a bunch of legal documents when you listen to this podcast saying yeah. that this could not possibly be our fault if it, yeah. stuff like this yeah. happens. Um, okay, so inside and then out. So here's the thing that it is, is it's a negation. It's difficult because it, it kind of feels like two prepositions, but there aren't that many prepositions to go around. List them all now. Oh, jeez, I'm touching my face. I'm not allowed to do that. We're still allowed to do it here in Texas. It's like a Republican governor, you know. So it's not like, here. Is he the guy who like wore the gas mask? To can I ask you a question? Yeah. Who do you, who do you sing Happy Birthday to when you wash your hands? Oh, um, good question. I don't. I count. I sing Happy Birthday to someone called Charlie, and I don't know who it is, but it's always Charlie. Isn't that interesting? From maybe from Charlie bit my finger. I don't think so. So inside and then out. Uh, it, so you could have upside and then down. Some examples of common prepositions. Yeah, I don't think... So so what I was saying is I don't think that's going to be fruitful. Because it's going to be like about, around, over. I'm actually... I think I'm good here. I'm good. Okay. Yeah, I'm good. Okay, so what's what's on your diary? Um, What's the opposite of notwithstanding? (laughs) Okay, that's that's a question that like I... (laughs) If we don't get to the bottom of it, I'm going to take that with me to my... Grave. 
because that is a genuinely profound question. <laughs> and it's like my entire brain, like I can feel it. Well, I, I guess I have it figured out. I've got it. I've got it. Here's okay. my two diary words. Okay. Tanner. Yeah. Book seven. Yeah. Notwithstanding. Withstanding. <laughs> okay. And you want to walk me through like what that means? Um, yeah. Okay. So with notwithstanding means sort of like despite or uh, in spite of. Yes. So I guess what I'm saying there is just like, here's Tanner. Yeah. Despite everything. Despite all and the bullshit. He's withstanding everything you can throw at him. Right. Right? Does that seem does that seem cool at least? Like, it does sound cool. Notwithstanding Tanner, withstanding. Right. He's he's I'm I'm resistant to your jeers. That's good. I like that. Okay. So Tanner book eight. Not, so you're walking through Memphis. And um, you, so you're walking through Memphis and you're walking with your feet, mm-hmm. 10 feet off of Beale, uh, and there's catfish on the table, there's gospel in the air, all that kind of stuff. Right. And you walk, you put on your blue size shoes. Okay. You board the plane, you touch down in the land of Delta Blues, and you're in the middle of the pouring rain, and you kind of take refuge in this um, bookstore. Okay. And you see a book called Tanner Book 7, Notwithstanding, Withstanding. Okay. And I'm on the cover. It's a picture of me, and I am walking in Memphis, actually, too. It's, and that's why they sell it here. It's kind of like a like a, a tourism thing. Like, mm-hmm. oh. And it's a book about like sort of a walking tour of Memphis. Right. And is that interesting to you? No, absolutely not. Okay. You're completely uninterested. And is that okay? And, and tell me, Jack. Tell yeah. me. Mm-hmm. Are you a Christian child? Um, <laughs> I'm supposed to say, ma'am, I am tonight. Ma'am, I am tonight. tonight. Um, but I I don't want this book. Okay. And that's okay. Yeah. Okay. It's not for everyone. So and I and all of that was to vamp for you while you're looking up prepositions, which you were doing the entire time, which is why you were not engaged with my. That's right. Um, or maybe you maybe you've never heard the Mark Cohn song. I don't know. I do have literally no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> is it? It's about Elvis. It's Mark who? Mark Cohn. Mark Cohn. Put on my blue suede shoes and I, I board the plane. Okay. You've absolutely heard that song. And I was walking in Memphis. No, I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay. And who is it? He's a guy. Mark Cohn. Mark Cohn. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Is his name? His name is Mark Cohn. That's a famous man. Famous man. Very famous song. Okay. I would say no, and I've never heard of it. Um, I am loading up the. Vivo for it now, and let's look how many views it has. Two million. Not a lot. Oh, that's... So I think you're the only person who knows what this is. And please do, everyone, tweet at 
um, ex-president on Twitter. Is mm-hmm. that still your name? That's still my name. If you're listening to this now and you know the Mark Cohn song, Walking in Memphis, please do tweet at ex-president on Twitter and tell him how dumb he is. Mark Cohn, Walking in Memphis. Is that, you know what? Sarah watches this show that's called Nashville. That's like this TV show about like- Similar. Country singers who like are for trying sure to make similar. it. For sure similar. Yeah, for sure uh, similar. They always seem so sad, so I never sit and watch for You know long, what? But Walking in Memphis is a very sad song. Is it? Okay. So your your book is called Tanner Notwithstanding Withstanding. Yep. You know what it would have been good is notwithstanding standing with. Ooh. And is it too late to change it? No. Okay. I uh I'm going to call my publisher now. Yeah. And get all of those like first runs back into yeah. the publisher's office and like if you can Get one, it's very rare, and it's probably worth a lot of money. And that's what happened. So I walk out of that bookstore, and then I come back in, and, I'm, and I turn around, and I say, like, hey, I'm sorry, I'm new to Memphis. Uh, yeah. M- Mark Cohn, is that your name? Uh, yeah. I'll tell you what. Yes, tis I, Mark Cohn. <laughs> I will purchase this novel. Great. If you can get the title changed. Mm, I'll see what we can do. <laughs> okay. I've also got a book I'd like to sell to you. Okay. And it's called Jack Number Seven Diary Two. Okay. And it's got a picture. I feel like I've already read a book called Jack. You've read Jack Number Six Diary Two. Okay, right. Yes. Yeah, it's confusing. Yeah. And I think it's me probably drunkenly trying to climb up onto something. Like to get my leg over like a bench or something, mm-hmm. and I'm failing. So I'm just kind of like, like my leg is like on it, but I'm like leaning backwards, and I'm about to fall you're, onto the ground. You're gonna fall. Yeah, it's like one of those like two seconds before sort yeah. of images. and it's called a thwart, lengthwise. Okay, a thwart. A thwart. Lengthwise. Lengthwise. I guess what I'm struggling to... It's a contradiction. That's why it's difficult for you to think about. It's a contradiction. Is it a contradiction? It is. Because a thwart means like... Is that the same as like thwarted? It's like... No, a thwart is like when you like put your leg over something. Okay. It is technically related to thwarted because it's in opposition slash counter to, but then the other definition is across or from side to side. Right. Yeah. But it's like I'm not quite, you know, and that really does describe how, how I feel about my day. And those are for sure prepositions, for sure. Uh, a thwart certainly is. Lengthwise, less so. Yeah. Um, what I'd like to tell you is why that is. Oh, well, do, do you want to buy it? Um, I guess it depends on the context. I told you what it looks like. Oh, yeah, but where, where am I? What state of mind am I in? Um, am I in a buying position? Am I not? Let's see. Um, I'll tell you. Okay. So you're in uh, you're in New York, the concrete jungle where dreams are made of. Yeah, I've and lived, like I've you're, lived there. you're feeling like there's nothing that you can't do. You're like looking around. That actually, doesn't sound like me. Just well, really quickly to stop. Yeah. I sort of like suffer from a lack of self confidence, so ch- I don't actually think that that's try true. to inhabit this. So you, you're feeling, you're you're feeling really buoyed up. Okay. Am I drunk? 
No, the streets are making you feel brand new. And like that, but you're in Times Square actually, because and the big the lights. That's awful. <laughs> but the lights of Times Square are inspiring you. Wow, that this doesn't sound like me at all. Do you have me mixed up with someone else? And you go to the M and M store. Okay. In Times Square, that like bit, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. That the big like huge M and M store, and yeah. it's like full of tourists. I don't think I tourists. would go there right now. It's a bad time. I think it's a bad time in general to be in Times Square. <laughs> but that's what you've done, and you don't want to buy any of the candies. But there is a They're small a book? book section. Huh? There's a small book section. What are some of the other books in the book section at the M&M store? There's, I'm so curious. Um, there's uh, Notwithstanding, Standing With. And it's just oh, like empowering. Grabbing I'm grabbing that. <laughs> okay, yeah. And that's it? No M&Ms? No athwart lengthwise? Yeah, okay. unless someone like really tried to sell me on athwart lengthwise. No, nobody's... I, I think I'm good. They're mostly trying to sell you on M&Ms. Standing With? Okay. It's powerful. It's so strong, yeah. Okay, that's nice. Um, and that's what our diary says. And our and tombstone our as well. Tombstone, and because the executioner says, what's on your tombstone? What do you want to be on your tombstone? And we say something like, oh, uh, mushroom and pepperoni. Or we and say I'm like, like some like, fucking, uh, some like unlikely prepositions. Yeah. Or you're like, do you have uh, field roast sauce? <laughs> <laughs> Um, Tanner Genie wrote this one And it's actually Gene Bencore Gene Bencore wrote this one Threw me for a loop Orem came clean with us this week Open Road Integrated Media Orem? Is starting to get wise to What we're putting down here And they right up front They were like hey Jeannie wrote this one. They were like, hey, I'm paraphrasing, but like first page before you get to any text or chapter headings or anything, it just says, hey, I just want to be up front with you guys. Jeannie wrote this one. I think they said Jeannie. In my copy, they said Jeannie. Well, it's, yeah, in my copy, it says Jean. Well, so what are they doing? They're like messing with us. This is typical, Orem. Yeah. I, so they did tell us. Yeah. That Gene wrote it, and that's great. Yeah. And for I'm me, it was Genie that, that they said. Yeah. But yeah, and oh, can I? Oh, can I just say that I'm here for that as well? Okay, for for Gene. No, no, I'm here for them telling me that, and it is it's giving me. Yeah, life. and they also at one point, so they don't actually mention the We Heart Kids Club at all. No, in this novel, in no. this novella. Yeah. Um, but at one point, Jill Henderson. Oh yeah, she's wearing runs a, into Dawn in the hallway, and she's wearing a, a sweatshirt shirt. that says "We Heart Boxers." Boxers and the, and the boxers I heart the boxers. dog. Oh yeah, I heart boxers. And guess what? Orem did. Yeah, they put a heart. They put the heart in the. I, 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 yeah. Why well, I don't get I don't get Orem. Why now you're capable of putting the heart? Yeah. Where in the past, the iconic and groundbreaking and series defining club. Yeah. The We Heart Kids Club did not get the heart. Right. Why does Jill's sweater, which is a passing mention, get a heart? It says, I heart boxers. And there is a, a graphic of a heart a, or a piece of integrated media that it's shows integrated a heart. Media. It's Whereas integrated previously, media. as we've talked about, it just says the We Blank Kids Club. Right, which can mean anything. So what I see here is two possible scenarios. One, they're listening to this. They're listening to us. Yeah. Should we explore that? Is that possible? Well, uh, 
I didn't want to bring this up. Yeah, okay. I didn't want to bring it up because it's too challenging to think about and yeah. it's too scary to think about, yeah, frankly. Yeah, very scary. And I think of myself as an adult. I think of myself as capable of handling most things that are thrown my way. I'm not easily scared. Yeah. But when I opened up this trilogy yeah, that they have packaged into one volume, one tome, yeah, I purchased it some time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe five or six weeks ago. Yeah. Cost $20. It has all three Dawn books. We read and discussed the first Dawn book, and when I opened this book back up mm-hmm. to get going on Dawn number two, mm-hmm. I had noticed, and I, I sent a screenshot to you, that my place in the book was where we left off while we were discussing Dawn book one. Right. And... The place we left off was discussing the We Heart Kids Club. Oh. And I had noticed that in the past five or six weeks, Orem had okay. added the hearts in. I did not put that together when you sent me the screenshot because I thought that it was from the latest book. No, it's from the last book we read. So it, the heart... Was the added into the last book. Yep. yep. So now there are a few. Th- so okay. So now, now this is a garden of branching paths, because it is possible. Let me just wor- work through this. It is possible that Orem, the working theory right now is that Orem has heard the podcast and they're putting the hearts back in as fast as they can. Yes. Because they're embarrassed. It is also possible, I think, that. With these books, like the hearts and like the the other integrated media, needs to time to like grow inside the book and come alive. Like the longer you have it, I'm going to say now more that of this one seems the least likely. Integrated media is going to come alive, and then the third possibility is perhaps the most terrifying of all, which is that you and I just like didn't have enough heart inside ourselves. Yeah. and this is what you said to me to on the- see it. In the messages, you said yeah. maybe we just were too blind to see it before. Right. And I said our hearts were, were shrouded with hatred. Yes. For Orem. Yeah. And therefore, we were closed off to this sort of like integrated media. Yeah. And we can't see integrated you have to, media. You have to integrate the media mm-hmm. into yourself. Right. Before you can see the integrated media in others. Before you can see in integrated others. media in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so you think that's what's most likely. Not that these books are growing. I hope they're not growing, and I hope Orem isn't listening. Okay. Yeah, so what you hope is the third thing. So I, is that I we were closed up, we were blind, and now we see. Yep. Okay, well, let's use that as our operating assumption, huh? Yep. Um, and Jeannie, Jeannie did this one, and we got a little bit of... Um, just real quick. Yeah. While we're talking about Orem. Okay. I would just hate to move off of it before we, we finish sort of saying what we have to say to Orem. Okay. Let's say Can something. Can I read a passage? And do, please do be careful, because they are potentially listening and and or i would hate to close myself off to them. yeah or all of the scenarios except the one where something is growing in our books that's beyond i can our actually control. confirm now that that one's not okay because here's here's a passage okay maggie tugged on my sleeve open it she said i pulled off the rest of the wrapping paper and saw amalia's gift the cartoon she had drawn of me and a baby on surfboards The baby is on a little surfboard and wearing nothing but a diaper. And the drawing of me actually looks like me. Amalia is so talented. 
Mm. Guess what? Guess what? Um, that passage is accompanied by Jack. For me, it was nothing. Nothing. It's nothing. Yeah, and there was nothing. And Oram, I would have loved to have seen this <laughs> integrated media. Yeah. Yes, that would be a great piece of integrated media to see it. That Amalia Drew of Dawn and her new little sister. You're so much Grace. smarter than I am. I remember reading that passage and being like, man, this is so specific. And they've really like <laughs> conjured up a picture of it, but like I'm ha- I'm really being left to do a lot of the work. But what you're saying is that that those who are evolved enough might be able to see that integrated media if those they're not who, blind, who, blinded yeah. by hatred. Those who have enough love in their hearts might be able to see that. You and I are obviously closed off to it, and that's fine. Or you know the the book is evolving, which I don't. I think that's I think we can't we cannot rule that out. Yeah. I think we can't rule out any of the possibilities. But you know, we're detectives here, so it's either or is listening. The books are evolving, or we are too blinded by our own hatred. Yep. Or some combination of those things. Yep. Jeannie wrote this book, Tanner. I do want to talk a little bit about Jeannie. Jean. It says Jeannie in my book. It actually says Jean. In yours? Jean. It says genie in my book. Betancourt. Betancourt. And it's nice to see her back again. And Sorry, did you mean Betancourt? Actually, if you pronounce it genie, you would yeah. also pronounce it Betancourt. Yeah, and that's how I say it. And I would I say Jean Betancourt. Excuse me? Beton. Betancourt. It's I I'm not hearing that French R. Betancourt. Okay, unfortunate. Um, what I was interested to see is Jeannie back and back to her old tricks. Okay. Listen to this. Listen to this passage. I don't remember Jean's tricks. Ducky, Maggie, and Amalia had presents for Elizabeth Grace, too. Everybody gives presents for the baby. Ducky gave Good her- Three wise men. It's, oh, isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. Isn't that interesting? And I wonder if this is a special baby. Let me finish reading this passage, and then let's talk about whether this is a special baby or not. Okay. Ducky gave her the T-shirt we'd seen at Baby Boutique, the orange one that said, I'm here. That's kind of scary. I'm here. I'm here. And it's like, you know what, baby? I could wear that same shirt, and it would have the same meaning. I'm fucking here, too, dog. Like, you're not in this world any more than I am just because you're newer to it. I'm fucking here too. So it's not special that you're here. It may seem special to you. I could wear the shirt and it would be menacing. Yes. it's. And in fact, it is People menacing. People would see it and they would feel threatened. Yeah, nobody invited you. Yeah. Maggie gave her a beautiful mobile of brightly colored fish. I know she'll be a water baby like you, Dawn. Water baby. She explained. Water baby. Yeah, like a clam. Okay. Yep. And it's Jean. And, and Jean. she's up to real tricks. <laughs> Jeannie, Jeannie is like, de- Pete was like, I'm going to just skip this part that's in my notes for like previous lore. That about the girls are fish. She said seafood? Question mark, question mark, question mark. And he's mark. like, ah, it's not for me. Yeah. And Anne was like, eh. But Jeannie was like, oh, uh, <laughs> you guys haven't fleshed out the 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 girls or fish or clams or seafood stuff, so I'm going to put it in. Right. Uh, and I, I salute her for it. And she's a, she's a sea baby, a uh, water baby. And Don is a water baby. A clam. Which is what some of us call clams, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> 
I love it when I go to my favorite seafood restaurant and I'm like, Ooh, I'll take a dozen water babies. <laughs> it's horrifying. <laughs> Can I have some of those water babies? <laughs> Are they from Prince Edward Island? <laughs> um, great. I, you know what I, th- I would love to do just very quickly before we yeah. continue? Yeah. Take an early break and here's why. Okay, why? I need to pee. Okay. Okay. Fine. Bye. Best Fiends is a free-to-download, casual, mobile puzzle game with literally thousands of levels that is boredom's worst nightmare. And uh, if you guys don't remember, Tanner and I have been engaging in a friendly competition uh, between my group of fiends, uh, the... Jack's, Jack's jumping jerks, jerks, Jack's jumping jerks, and Tanner's tiny, tiny ticklers. ticklers. Yep. Um, and up until now, we've had some difficulties because while I have been playing through the game at quite a clip and advancing uh, and binging on the game and advancing mm-hmm. from level to level uh, and enjoying more levels, events, and challenges that are added all the time, um, Tanner, you've tended to have trouble um, getting your phone started. My phone wasn't working, but yeah. I have gotten it to work, Jack, okay. and I've, I've, I feel like I've caught up with you in... In best yeah. fiends. Um, okay, that's great to hear. And I'm really, I'm, I'm here to engage with you on it and and talk about kind of our experiences playing the game. I do love the game. I just had a lot of phone troubles up until now. Okay, well I'm glad. But you're now back I'm in. I'm embracing it. I'm playing it. I'm having so much fun with it. I love it. Okay, well I'll start. Uh, so one of my experiences playing the game that I really enjoy is um, I really like picking which fiends to use and oh, upgrading them that. and c- building a crack team as I go through the levels. My favorite is Mordecai. Okay, that's not one. It's my favorite fiend. What level are you on, Jack? I am somewhere in the 40s. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And yourself? 7,000. Okay, that's a lot. They do have thousands of levels, uh, and they do have updates all the time, so you can keep playing as much as you want. Yes. So that's what level I'm on, and I... I'm having a fun with it. It's me. It's Mordecai. Yeah. It's um, okay. That's not one of them. Well, maybe it's in the later levels. It's but, and, you haven't got there yet. Uh, it says here, what makes you want to keep at it? That's a good thing for me. It's just it's binge worthy, and it's like it's bite sized. You can just play like a little bit for like ten minutes uh, when you've got when you're waiting for the something whatever. To me, it's the feeling it gives me. If you know what I mean. No. Oh, just binge worthiness. It feels so good to play. Yeah. And uh, when do you play? Only at night, baby. Okay. <laughs> Great. Perfect. Um, Only at night. Okay. Perfect. I'm starting to think that you still have not been able to get your phone started. I I really want to play more. <laughs> yeah. Jack, I do love the game. It's very fun, and we yeah. were competing, but... I have so many phone problems. Is it possible that you're f- holding your phone upside down? Tried that. Yeah. Okay. You know you can hold your phone sideways too? Yeah. <laughs> and I tried that as well cuz someone I was I was on the forums. I've been in touch with the makers of Best Fiends and I just I, this is not their fault. I can tell you. This is not their fault. And the game is so fun. Yeah. I'm so interested in playing. Yeah. Okay. Have you tried turning your phone on? Oh. There's a button on that usually on the side. What do you mean on? Forget it. Uh, download Best Fiends free today on the Apple App Store or Google Play. Holy shit. That's friends without the R. Best this thing just lit up. Fiends. Okay. Well, this is great. 
Whoa, that's a lot of <laughs> notifications. <laughs> Jack. Yeah, that's me. While we're talking about Jean. Jeannie. While we're talking about some of her narrative and world-building crutches. And quirks. And quirks. Yeah. And crutches. Yeah. Can I ask you, can I read a passage to you? I'd love that. Mr. Winslow was deep in conference with Ducky about where some books had to be shelved. I asked another clerk where the magazines were. By the fiction, she answered. Great, Weird thanks. choice of voice, but... Yeah. As I was looking through the latest issue of Vogue, I heard Sonny's laugh. It never occurred to me that she'd be there. Since she cut school, I figured she was at Venice Beach for the day. Yeah. Now here she was, a magazine rack away from me. Yeah, at her dad's bookstore. What are the fucking odds? <laughs> Hanging over some guy's shoulder as he flipped through a car magazine. Fucking Chromex. Cool, she said. That's the hottest car. <laughs> cool and hot. Perfect. <laughs> okay. So Sunny is well, this is complicated. Yeah. I'll start by saying Sunny is sexually attracted to cars, which is yeah. something we've explored before. Yes. But it is tied into this bigger sort of thing, which is that some number, if not all, of the teenage boys of Stony Brook right. are of of Palo City are cars. Cars. And, and that is because of cross contamination from the Sweet Valley. Tied into a larger theory, which yeah. is in the world of this fiction. Yeah. Which is related to the world of the fiction of Sweet Valley High. Right. The boys which takes place fiction. in the same narrative universe, and yeah. no one has ever been able to prove that it doesn't. Right. And we've actually proven that it does. And we've proven that it does because of the, the cars. Boys are cars. Yes. Interesting. And here's Sunny. Yeah. In her dad's bookstore. The first guy she ever had a real big crush on was the son of a car, Carson. Carson, yep. And then the second yeah. boy she had a crush on was Bo, who was a car. He was a Trans Am. He was a Trans Am. And now, now she's looking at these. And now she's in this magazine, she's essentially looking at, looking at car, car porn. porn. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's like, "This car is so hot." Yeah, and and I think she she yeah. has her arm around a car. It does seem that way. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay. So this is something that we know from these books. Is this is a world that the writer of the Sweet Valley, Francine Pascal, Francine Pascal. This is a something she established that Pete yeah. has sort of picked up the baton and run with, but now Pete has kind of like. He's tired of this shit. He's like, Jeannie, you do this. I need a break. Yeah. Okay. All right. And that tracks. And that's something that Jeannie would do, isn't it? Mm -hmm. She loves it. She loves that stuff. She loves, she lives for this stuff. She's She's lazy. lazy. But she also likes to, she likes to, to explore new areas where she can like put her stamp on it. Gross. Be like, oh, I came up with a new car for the fucking California diaries. Yeah. You know how we all do car theory, she says? Yeah. It's like. All right, Jeannie. I know how Pete and Pascal yeah. Siakam do it. I don't and know it's how you're Francine Pascal, yeah. Jenna, I want to bring up an issue of great concern. Because we're going to, here's what I think is, is going to related? Happen. Can I ask you a question? Should I pause no. the podcast? Is it related to the podcast? Is it personal? It's, is it okay to say both? Okay, do you, uh, my, and the first question still stands. Do you want me to pause the podcast? Is this something you want to air in front of? I want it babies? on wax. But I also want the 
opportunity to just delete it if if it's like too personal and too revealing. Okay. And and if I come across bad, looking bad, and if I, it seems like I'm gonna get canceled, what, for you mean it. worse? I, you think I'm already looking pretty bad? Look bad today. Okay. I think we're gonna be crying a lot towards the end of this episode. Okay. But before here we comes, no, it's not waterworks. No, it, no, that specifically here. Do, here don't come the waterworks. Okay. Because I I want to. And you th- got me to touch my eyes again, Jack. And I really and I just. <laughs> and this is not gonna make me cry. This is not going to make you cry, but it is upsetting. It's already happening. (laughs) This is Dawn's to-do list. Okay. Okay. You're crying a little early. To-do today. Hospital visit with Mrs. Winslow. To-do today. Bookstore for Carol mystery novel. Nightfall Mm. by Randall Pierce. Magazines. My Lucky Stars. I looked that up. I don't think that's a real magazine. My Lucky okay. Stars? It doesn't sound like a magazine. You think it's horoscope related? That's what I I think guess. it's probably Dallas Stars related. Okay, that makes sense. New parent. Vogue. Serve dinner. Do dishes. Check with dad about plane reservation for flight to Connecticut. Request vegetarian meal. Oh, you're vegetarian again this week, Dawn? Great. Okay. <laughs> Pretty wishy-washy, Dawn. Thanks for joining the club briefly again. Until next time. Make schedule for exam preps. Finals in five days. Hem. Jean shorts. Mm. So Tanner, and this, and it is okay to cry. I don't know. One hundred percent. With total certainty, what. Hemming means right. in relation. That's ex- literally what I was just going to Google right now. To jean shorts. But if it is what <laughs> I check. think it is, Tanner. Ooh, can I read the definition to you? Because I don't think you're going to like it. If it is what I think it can is. Can I read it to yeah, you? Because I don't think it. you're going to like it. The edge of a piece of cloth or clothing. Okay. Which has been turned under and sewn. Okay. All right, so that's what I was worried about. It's like declawing a cat. It's like docking a dog's tail for your own aesthetic convenience. You have this beautiful thing, which is a pair of freshly cut shorts. This beautiful thing that you made, and you're going you're gonna to rip the soul out of it. You know what it's like? It's like in... Um, his Dark Materials, they made the movie of it. The Golden Compass. Yeah, and the more popular HBO TV show that's There's on a TV show now. TV right now. Well, do, in the show, do they rip apart the familiar from the, like, the people have, like, familiar that's, uh, familiar yeah, that's like, the other the part of their soul? If it's you like that. could rewrite His Dark Material now, it would yeah. be about how everyone has... Jean shorts, shorts. That they cut themselves, and it's a big part of their and identity and yep, who they and are. That, and then when they turn, when they hit puberty, their, like, jean shorts, like, finally settle on a length. Yeah. And then the magisterium comes along, and yes. they hem, hem them. all of these young people's jean and shorts. And they're just these walking, like, soulless zombies now. And because, you know what? It would be yeah. a better book. And it would be better. Rest in peace, Philip Pullman. Did Philip Pullman die? Not sure. I no. just wanted to cover my bases. Yeah, he's fine. I think he's fine. He keeps coming well, out of the book. Well, preemptively, rest in peace. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I hope that when you do pass Philip yeah. Pullman, and, and I and I hope it's he's a ways definitely away. fine. He's fine. He came out with a book like last month. No, I know, and I hope I hope it's going to be eight. You're seventy three years old. I, I think you've got a long life ahead of you. Good. And when you do pass, I hope that you rest in peace. And that's nice. And that's nice to say. Yeah. But that's bullshit. Okay, that's bullshit. Now I know what a hemming is. I'm a yeah. fucking against it. Yeah, me too. Come on, people. I don't even wear sh- I don't even wear shorts. No. I can't pull them off. <laughs> I don't I don't want you to pull off your shorts. I <laughs> <laughs> just want to be on record. In yeah. case you ever do wear shorts. Yeah. I want to be the first in line to be like, "Don't pull them off." Yeah. I was wearing them. Yeah. And everyone just kept screaming at me like, (laughs) pull them off. Don't pull them off. And I'm just like, oh, I guess I can't pull these off. Um, Let's, should we get, do you want to get sad? Oh, okay. And uh, this is going to be challenging. I texted Jack earlier and I said, do we have a segment intro for a popular segment that we used to do on a number of our previous iterations of the show? Well, and you texted me before I'd even read the book. And I was like, I'm like, now I'm nervous Mm. because I just thought it was going to be like Dawn being Dawn. Mm -hmm. Dawn being Dawn. Is it Dawn? I don't know how to say it anymore. Is it Dawn being Dong or Dong being Dawn or Dong being Dong? I think any works. Um, okay. Yeah, that was... But you said you uh, cried I, many times. Yeah. Okay, so we need a segment for it. And I was worried. I said to you, we need a segment intro. You said we don't have one, and I said we can come from the fly. Right. I don't want to fall into a trap, and I don't even want to, like, I don't even want to invoke it here now. Right. Because of the vitriol that Awaits you us. and I feel right towards... Rhymes our out. listeners. Okay, yeah. Because of what they did. To the porpoise. To this. Sorry. This creature. Yeah. They did something, and they know what they did. And last time you and I tried to name a segment and sort of position a segment on the fly. Yeah. Came with a segment, a very popular segment called Sleepy's Porpoise, and yeah. it was. And it's beautiful, and it created this beautiful character that we. Taken from us too soon. Love and then it was murdered by the was it who actually who murdered it? I feel like I've like blocked it out of my fucking brain. <laughs> who do you remember who murdered it? Yeah, I do remember who murdered who was it because they're they're rotting in some kind of prison cell right now. Is the mystery babies? Oh, it was the mystery babies. Yeah, and yeah. I pray. <laughs> yeah, that my so-called babies do not follow the same. No, dark they wouldn't. Path I don't think the they mystery would. babies followed. Yeah, yeah they wouldn't. And I think we're we now have with all of that hedging mm-hmm. the runway to really build a really great segment intro here okay. for the okay. California Diaries version of Tearful Moment. Okay, great. That's good. That's a good caveat. Let's think about things that are sad and from the nineties. And from California. And from California. Okay, that rules out the Titanic. Yeah, that was movie. like from like Norwich, England. Yeah, and I meant the movie. Uh, okay, and yeah. it was made in California, so it doesn't. So it could be that. And she rules it in. And it, it's ruling it in. Uh, My think, heart will go on. I think Titanic came out in 99. Is that possible? 98? 97. Okay. 
Um, okay, that's a possibility. So that's sad, right? My heart will go on. What else is sad from the 90s? My heart, heart of the sea. My wife's going to bed. My wife's going to bed. I didn't see that one. No, that's something that's happening. And it's and it's making you sad. Uh, no, it's actually making me happy because she's getting an early bedtime. It means that she it's tomorrow's her morning to get up with the boy. Yeah. Anyway, things that are sad from the 90s from California. Yeah. Hacky sack. <laughs> that's sad in a different kind of a way. <laughs> what about like devil sticks? Devil sticks is also sad in kind of a different kind of way. Yeah. Uh, everybody hurts. Uh, no, we can't do Orium. Um, Goodwill Hunting. Oh, how about them apples? What is what does he say? He says, "How about them apples?" Yeah, that's not quite. When did Brick come out? She's a brick. No, that's later. Ninety-seven. Bullshit. That's a lie. Ninety-seven. Backdraft feels pretty good. <laughs> Backdraft, the movie. <laughs> yeah. That came out in 97? No, it didn't come out in 97. It was way earlier than that. That came out in like 92. The Verve Pipes, the freshman came out in 92. Oh, we were only freshmen? Oh, boy. I think I got it. This film came out in 92, okay. which I know is a little early, but it has tears in the title. Okay. And it's sad. Is it Tears in Heaven? It's Tears in Heaven. Yeah, that's pretty sad. By Eric Clapton. Yeah. And is that something you want to explore? That is legit sad. Jack? Yeah. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Would you hold my hand? Uh, yes. If I saw your hand? Yes. And would you help me stand, Jack? Yes. If I saw you in heaven? Yes. Jack? Yeah. I must be strong. Yeah. Carry on. Yeah. Because I know I don't belong here in heaven. This tearful moment with you. Yep. And it's our segment where we talk about what made us cry this week, which was a lot. It was a sad one. Sunny is pissed off. Dawn and Sunny are just cannot fucking see eye to eye this week. They cannot see eye to eye. Their th- friendship is over, and the reason is that Sunny is broken. Mm-hmm. By She's boy crazy. Car she's, crazy. She's boy crazy. She's car oh, crazy. She's got car horniness. But she's not. She's just all mixed up about what's happening with her mom. She doesn't like to visit her mom. She had a falling out with Carol after the stew incident. And Dawn, meanwhile, doesn't get it. Yeah. I don't want to be critical of Dawn because Sunny is the more difficult of the two of them. But I will briefly be critical of Dawn. Dawn, your best friend's mom is dying. Mm-hmm. Cut her some fucking slack. Well, and Dawn comes to that realization too. With the uh, help kind of. of Ducky. Kind of. She she decides like I need to cut Sunny some slack. I need to give her a little leeway. I need to practice patience and understanding. Yeah. The way that Ducky practices patience and understanding with his damaged friend Alex. Yeah. So this is something Dawn does say in the book. It's not right. something she practices necessarily. Yeah. But it is right. something she says. She does say that. Yeah, that's true. So we'll get there. Um, why don't you tell me what made you cry this week? Tanner? Which which one? Which one, Jack? Because I um should I should I go through them all? Because there's uh, um let's see one two three four five six. I cried literal tears this week. All of them. Physical tears dropped. Yep. 
moisture was created in my eyes, and it. This is my rule for tears: the moisture has to fall out of your eyes in a way that actually moves down your face. I was on the subway this morning, and I was riding in and reading the last few chapters of this book, and. Crying, literal tears of, t- of tears. Of tears, and yeah. I think the one that was my favorite and the one I'm going to read to you is it comes in two parts. Set it up for us. <sighs> Carol gives birth to a baby girl. And Dawn's shitty about it. She's like, Dawn she, is shitty about it, but it, it also Dawn comes around. Yeah, but she because, like most. Yeah, she comes around, but most of the book she's like, I'm not going to love this child. It's not even my fucking, it's only my half sister. But then it ends up looking just like her. And actually, Dawn, guess what? Yeah. You call Marianne your sister, and she's not even your half-sister. Yeah. Oh! 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 <laughs> fucking! Did you hear that, Don? Did you hear what Tanner just fucking told you? Did you hear the fucking knowledge bomb that Tanner just dropped on you? Oh, I don't care about my fucking half-sister? Well, guess what? What does that mean about Marianne, Your Dawn? stepsister. Oh, I did not think of that. Oh, God, I'm like fucking, I'm having like a contact embarrassment from thinking about how Dawn's going to Imagine, Imagine explaining that to Marianne. You're going to go back to Stony where you're going to be like, like oh, yeah. she's not really my sister. If it's not she's like only a, my a, a pure blood full sister, I can't possibly muster up any emotions for yep. them. Let's hear it. Carol came into the kitchen with Gracie on her shoulder. Gracie is a nickname that the baby immediately gets. Jeff did it. It's like on my, our baby... Miles mm-hmm. is starting to become a little man and he's starting to understand things. Yeah. And we've had to consciously decide to stop calling him Coco. Yeah. Which is our nickname for him due to his coconut like head. <laughs> That's funny. And start calling him Miles. Good for Bonka Chunk. Think. Well, Bonka Chunk is a game you play. Yeah, no, the coconut like head is good if you're, oh, if you're no, a no, no. Yeah, Bonka yeah, Chunk yeah. player. Yeah. We've had to st- consciously stop calling him Coco and start calling him Miles so that he learns his own name as Miles and not Coco. I it, So I have fucked up on this account. I called Cyril, Cyril partially in no small part because I thought that we could call him Squirrel. Yeah. And he even has a bunch of squirrel toys that we got him that he doesn't give a shit about. Right. And what I could never in a million years have predicted it's that I would call him Mr. Monkey Man for the first year of his life right. and Mr. Cool Guy for the yeah. next year and a half of his life. So yeah. much so that like I showed up at daycare yesterday and Miss Janae, who's one of his teachers, was like, hey, Mr. Cool Guy, your dad is here. <laughs> and I was like, oh, <laughs> he everyone. Calls himself Mr. Cool Guy. Everyone, including him, calls him Mr. Cool Guy. Yeah. Yeah, so this is a cautionary oh. tale for me. We really do need to stop calling him yeah. Coco. Otherwise, it's too late. Oh, and this has been Dead Talk. Dead Talk. Carol came into the kitchen with Gracie on her shoulder. Carol looked at Dad and me, burst out laughing, and whispered, You have to go to the baby's room. Jeff just hung a poster on her wall. Jeff yelled down from the hall, I hear you laughing, Carol. It's not funny. It's not a funny present. Dad and I ran into the baby's room, and Caro followed at a slower pace with Gracie. On the pale yellow wall was a brightly colored NBA poster of Michael Jordan (laughs) making a slam dunk. (laughs) Dad and I exchanged a glance, 
I covered my mouth so I wouldn't laugh. Dan, <laughs> Dad turned a hoot into a cough. Even so, Jeff could tell that we were all amused by his gift. It's an excellent poster, Jeff wailed. I saved all my money for it. <laughs> I sent away for it. And I didn't tell anybody because I wanted it to be a surprise for my baby brother. He gave my father an angry look. Dad, you said I could treat my sister just the way I treat my brother. That she played ball with me and everything. So I'm giving her this poster, even though she's not my brother. He finished his speech by mumbling, but I don't think she's ever going to be big enough to do anything. (laughs) I love my brother. He's an original. Jeff, I said, you did the best thing. It's a great present. And it looks terrific in Gracie's room, said Carol. She looked from dad to me. It really does. I love all the colors, and Gracie will too. The room was looking a little wimpy, Dad said. (laughs) Carol held Gracie out to Jeff. He took her very carefully, held her in the crook of his arm, and faced her towards the poster. Gracie, that's Michael Jordan, he said. He's our hero. (laughs) That sounds nice! Gracie raised her little fist and punched the air as if to say... All right. <laughs> That's so lovely. Even in L.A. Even in L.A. And if it was the modern NBA, the Lakers just would have fucking nabbed him from the Bulls and he would have been a Laker. That's so sweet. And can I read the second part? Yeah. Did you have a bad dream, little sister? I whispered. It happens, but I'm here. I'll make it better. Gracie stopped crying. I have to go away, but... You have a mother and a father who adore you. I gently stroked the wisps of soft blonde hair. I'll be back. We're going to have a wonderful time being sisters, I promise you. I felt a hand on my shoulder. It startled me, but I realized it was my father before I screamed. I know he overheard me talking to Gracie, but I don't care. She's so tiny, Dad, I said. He sighed. She's a big responsibility. I can't sleep. I keep waking up to check on her. He reached into his bathrobe pocket and took out a framed picture. I had this made up for you, he said, so you'd have it for Stony Brook. He held the picture near the nightlight so I could see it better. It was a photo Dad had taken of me holding Gracie the day she came home from the hospital. In it, Gracie had on the I'm here t-shirt. I smiled up at my father. Thanks, Dad. I love that photo, he said. My two girls. I framed a copy of it for my office desk, too, and I framed a picture of Jeff, one of him standing with Gracie in front of the Michael Jordan poster. <laughs> That's really This sweet. fucking moment of Jeff holding Gracie yeah. up in front of Michael, Michael Jordan. Jordan. <laughs> That's really sweet. God bless Jeff. God bless Jeff. All right, here's I've got a two-parter for you, too, and it's uh, sadder. Okay. And it's also, I'm realizing now as I look over it. I know. Is it about the mom who's dying of cancer? Because that's uh, maybe too sad. And it is about uh, Mrs. Winslow. Okay. <sighs> and to make it even sadder. Is it maybe too sad? It's the plot of Lightning Crashes. And Angel opens. <sighs> Angel opens her eyes. All mother dies. People have got her eyes. Her placenta okay. falls to the floor, and then the Carol, old mother Carol's. dies. Yeah, Carol's placenta falls, and this is what this is what 
lightning crashes about in case in case you care yeah (laughs) carol's placenta falls to the floor do you even care yeah and then mrs winslow is the angel and she opens her eyes just just think about that and now listen to this okay mrs winslow reached over and patted my hand Tell me again what the baby looks like. The skin on Mrs. Winslow's hand and arm was transparent and wrinkled. She was very thin. I thought of the expression, skin and bones. Okay, I said, but I think I can do better than that. I want to take you to see her. For an instant, Mrs. Winslow looked excited by the idea. Then a cloud passed over her face. Oh, I... I can't go, she said. I bet the nurses would let you. It'll be so depressing for Carol and everyone. I I mean, it's such a happy time for them. They don't want to see me. My heart ached for Mrs. Winslow. She was worried about everyone but herself. Don't say that, I said. Don't even think it. I want you to see Gracie. And you said yourself that you love newborns. I stood up. Let me at least ask the nurses, okay? A big smile erupted on Mrs. Winslow's face. A familiar twinkle came into her eyes. Dawn, I can't think of anything I'd rather do today than meet Elizabeth Grace Shafter Olson. Schaefer. Is it Schaefer? It's written as Shafter. It's always been Schaefer. Yeah, they wrote it wrong. And thanks, Orem. Orem wrote it wrong. Thanks for ruining this beautiful moment, Orem. You ruined it. Elizabeth Grace Schaefer Olson, she said. Her face was beautiful. She was beautiful, I thought. A person's beauty is deep inside and is even deeper than good health. And then my one is a two-parter, too, and I would like to read you the second part, if I may. The first part was already really... I mean, other than Orem, other than Orem fucking stomping on it with their fucking jackboots. <laughs> other than Orem stomping on it with their fucking jackboots. I read that right. They wrote Shafter. Yeah, and it's wrong. It's Schaefer. <laughs> and can I tell you the story of what was happening in the moment that I read this passage? It's like a really nice day today. It's like 70 degrees. So I took this book, my laptop out to um, read this book with a cup of tea in my backyard. Mm-hmm. And at this moment, like at the moment of me reading this particular passage, tears like just streaming down my face, a stray dog from the neighborhood ran into my yard. And I turned okay. around and I did just like someone came into my yard and I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> person and, this person and was chasing their dog who had gotten away from them ended up in someone else's backyard and there's a man there crying Lovely weeping uh, I don't and know and he just screams at them what what <laughs> okay anyway just hold that in the back of your mind okay. I, this is why I was so upset could she hold my sister I asked I don't see why not, said the nurse. 
wheel your friend over here to the door, and I'll get the baby. After Dad left, I told Mrs. Winslow, You can hold her. Really? I nodded. I'd love that, she said. I wheeled Mrs. Winslow to the doorway, and the nurse handed me Elizabeth Grace. I put her in Mrs. Winslow's arms. Oh, look at her, she said softly. How precious. She took Elizabeth Grace's fist, gently opened it, and put her thin finger in the tiny palm of the baby's hand. That one-day-old hand closed around Mrs. Winslow's finger. Hello, my little namesake, Mrs. Winslow said. That's when I realized it. Mrs. Winslow's name, Betsy, was a nickname for Elizabeth. I don't think my dad had named Elizabeth after Mrs. Winslow, not consciously anyway, but I was so glad that was the baby's name. I felt incredibly happy and sad at the same time. Happy that my sister would go through her life with Elizabeth Winslow's name, and or sad Elizabeth that Elizabeth, Elizabeth Winslow Thomas, <laughs> wouldn't see her namesake and newest neighbor grow up. I squatted beside the wheelchair and whispered to Mrs. Winslow, I love you. An angel opens her eyes, bare blue covered eyes. Something like that. And it's sad. And it's very sad. And now let's lighten things up a little bit, Tanner. Let's let's bring let's bring it up like good DJs. Let's lighten the mood. Say it with me. And it's this one from the week. When we talk about what the burns were, and there are a bunch of burns in this book, and GD brings them just as good as Peter does, and let's say what our burns were. What was yours? We took trays to the bedroom mm-hmm. so we could eat with Carol. She sits up in her bed, and we sit around her. Carol's big belly is like the centerpiece. The baby is due any day now. Dad oohs and ahs and is always putting his hands on Carol's stomach to feel the baby. Jeff is fascinated. He loves to watch the baby move. He calls it the pod. (laughs) And my burn is on Carol because she is just a vessel. For the pod. To quote the moderate on-the-fence voter, Ken Bone. Classic, that classic, and now at this point, like an ancient history throwback. But yes, I'm with you. From his the Reddit profile that he never meant to have discovered, <laughs> but people discovered anyway. Carol, being a pregnant woman in mm. Ken Bones' mind, mm-hmm. is like a sexy submarine. Okay, perfect. And thanks for bringing Ken Bone back into our discourse. Yeah, I had to. It's my responsibility. It's your responsibility, and you had to do it. It is weird that Orem... Open Road Integrated Media. ...takes all of the strong adult women in this novel and incapacitates them. Mm -hmm. Oh, Sonny Winslow's mom. Let's get rid of her. Right. 
Carol, let's make her have to lie down for three months. And oh, Miss Bloom, always drunk, always drunk in in sort of a, f- a fun kind of way. Oh this yeah, week, she's fun this week, right? Yeah, she um she's so the girls go to this concert call for a guy called Flash, and the girls all go to the Bloom's house to like get the tickets and hang out for a little while and. Mrs. Bloom is hanging out with like an actor's wife around the pool. Yeah. And as they're leaving, and she's like visibly drunk at like 10 a.m. Yeah. And as they're leaving, she calls to Pilar, their maid, another pitcher of gin and tonics. <laughs> it's like you guys have already been through at least one pitcher of gin and tonics. And now you're asking for another. Whatever it takes to get through, and I'm—it's occurring to me that I think it must be Mrs. Kruger that's doing this to these women. Yeah. Okay. Oh gosh. Don't you think? It, you think it's Mrs. Kruger? Mrs. Kruger is got is like hamstringing the powerful women of Palo City. Palo City. Right. That doesn't that make sense? <clears throat> She's a powerful yes. woman of Palo City, married to Freddie, also a teacher Kruger. at the school. And anyone who shows even a little bit of life in that world, who's a strong woman, gets knocked on their ass. Yep. Something to think about. Something to think about. It's a lot like the way that Freddy Krueger did everything he could to take the power away from other movie villains like Jason. Right, as in, in Freddy, Ver- Freddy versus like Jason. Like in the hit film, Freddy versus right. Jason. Right. That's perfect. And Mrs. Kruger is out there right. trying to take the power away from... Tr- yeah, exactly. That's so interesting. Yeah. I want to tell you my burn real quick, and then we're going to go. Okay. Uh, this is funny Cromag humor, and I found it funny. And is that okay, or am I canceled because I thought it was funny? Mm, I think we, sh- we better like just talk about it. Okay. And I think if you're ca- if you're canceled, it's okay. Yeah. And you would stand by me. No. Okay. I just thought this was funny. Listen to this funny Cromack humor. The Cromacks are not great in this book, and they're bad, mostly bad. Mm-hmm. And they do a bunch of bad things, but they did do this one. And I, accused, I had a yeah. whole section in my notes that we're not going to get into that's like, Cromacks are bad, and like I don't need to get into it right now. Okay. Like, and uh, Cromacks are bad. So I get it. I'm right. with it. But this one thing did. Yeah, I had I had all the sections too. That's like Crow Mag is bad. I didn't have any section where it was like actually I like the Crow Mags. Okay, well, listen to this. When I reached my locker, I had an even bigger surprise. It's nice that Jill's back, isn't it? It's it nice is that nice that in, I Jill have, I have a nickname back. for her. Okay, what? Chill Jill. Chill Jill. She's so or chill. Chill Henderson. Chill Henderson. Because she's good. chill and she's cool and she's just she's got a good vibe and I'm calling her Chill Henderson. Chill Henderson, and she's and so think, chill. Yeah. yeah. She's one of my favorites. But she and Dawn are, have started to like patch their friendship back up after their stupid falling out about Jill giving away Carol's pregnancy before she was ready, which is not the real problem. The problem is that Jill still feels a little young, and Dawn is trying to be cool. But they yeah. patch things up a little bit. She gives her a gift, and that is what leads to this passage. Okay. When I reached my locker, I had an even bigger surprise. My friends had posted a sign on the door that said, It's a little sister! A dozen pink helium balloons were tied to my locker handle with curly purple and silver ribbons. Loads of people gathered around my locker and asked questions. I didn't even care that the Cro-Mags who walked by yelled out dumb things like, She didn't look pregnant to me. Yes, that is very good. 
you're I could see you're smiling and you're acting like because you know that it's an for the first time in your life you know that it's an audio medium and that your your genuine smile on your face is not going to shine through but I've you, set my jaw I've my jaw is set <laughs> you knew that that was funny that's funny to say he's pointing at his jaw but it, that's irrelevant now at the time when I said it, I, I saw smile. you. I did not do a smile. I did not smile. I would not smile at that kind of humor. Okay. A chromatic humor. You're not. Okay. Because I'm right. not trying to get canceled out here, All Jack. Right. And are you canceled? Yeah. Uh, it does seem like it. Uh, what I would like to do is for us to leave and to go and also to leave and to go. Have I said that? Let's go and also leave. Let's go. Let's leave. Let's reconvene tomorrow to do a little sister. For our Patreon, please do subscribe. Let's do two tomorrow. We're on a death march at the moment. We're on the death march. Yeah. Uh, We're on a death march at the moment. We're trying to record two podcasts a week. Uh, I hope you listen to our other one. Which is four podcasts a week. Yeah. We usually record two podcasts a week. Right. And now we're doing four. Um, and I do hope you listen to the other one. It's at patreon.com slash BSCC podcast. It's lots of fun. You can also buy our merch at bit.ly slash BSCC merch. We have lots of shirts. We have lots of other cool things like totes and pins and stickers. Stickers. Um, we recently lost a stream of revenue, so please do go and buy yeah. some of our merch. Yeah, and subscribe to our Patreon for the love of God. Yeah. And rate and review us on iTunes. It still matters, folks. And when I say I lo- and we lost a stream of revenue, what I mean is they lost us. <laughs> and the real thing that is the most important thing is that you must and are required to join our Facebook group. You yeah. absolutely must. Baby Nation, go to the Babysitters Club Club Facebook page, like that, but join the group. That's where all the fun happens. Everyone's nice. Everyone's We good. helped a, a young woman this week. Yeah. Select a topic and write a paper. Yeah. And by and we, you mean- Everyone but me. The community, Jack. excluding yes. you and me. Yes. Uh, it was wonderful. It was beautiful to watch. And it is somehow, even despite growing and having more people in it, it is still always nice and always lovely and always inclusive and always fun and always happy. And everyone is good and nice and good in it, which yeah. does not- Fucking happen on the internet, and it's rare. So so join the, the Baby Nation Facebook group. I would love to welcome you there. It's such a nice place. Mm. Um, this week, we read a novel that was called California Diaries Number 7, Dawn, Volume 2, Inside, Out. Next week, we're going to be reading a little book called California Diaries Number 8, Maggie. Volume two. Wait. Problems. It's spelled wait? W-E-I-G-H-T. Okay. Pretty heavily tease this week that Maggie's having some kind of... They're like, hey, Jack and Tanner, you know what's a great thing for you guys to spend an hour on? Yeah. Teen body dysmorphia. Can, what can you guys do with that? Let's see what let's see how you handle that one. And we will do we will indeed see how we handle that one next week. I'm looking forward to it. These books are consistently so good. Yeah. Um this week I would like to tell you that my name has been Jack Alexander Shepard. My name is Tanner Greenring. Dawn is feuding with Sunny now. And the way she talks 
you would think that hurt feelings had just been invented. And Pascal Siakam was not involved in any way. Um, Who's that? Uh, basketball man. Okay. That's obviously not that. It's Francine Pascal. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Nobody's going to get that. I didn't get it. He's an all-star, Jack. Okay. No one's going to know who that is. He's an all-star! Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> Spicy P. <laughs> no. That's his nickname. That was a HeadGum Podcast.